Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. Uh, Today, I have a super special guest. I have Dr. Nicole Barton, chiropractor with me today. Hey, Nicole. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. I think we've been trying to work this out for like a month and we finally got it together. (laughs) Yes, agreed. So thank you again for your time. I know you're very busy. Um, Give our listeners just a rundown of your bio. So um, I am not a Nashville native, unfortunately. I moved here about three years ago. I'm originally from Chicago and lived in Florida, went to school down there for a little bit, uh, chiropractic school anyway. Um, Background is in some healthcare. So I actually did massage therapy in my past and I've also done nursing in my past and worked in pediatrics uh, for quite some time and try to shift that paradigm. I'd seen a lot of kids be ill, um, lots of different things I wasn't exactly um, okay with. So I had suffered a pretty bad back injury back in 2007 and a chiropractor put me back together again. And I was considering doing the nurse practitioner route and was like, you know, like maybe I'll do women's health or children or pediatrics or something like that. And, um, I had a friend of mine that sat down with me and was like, you know, like you don't take medication even for anything. Like you're the biggest person against meds. So I can't foresee you like wanting to go into this field and wanting to prescribe meds. Not that all nurse practitioners do, but just at that time I was like, you know, that's true. Like I wanted to do something different and create like a different paradigm for women's health and especially for pediatrics. Mm. So when I started researching a little bit more, you know, he kind of coerced me into considering chiropractic care um, and going into that as a career. So in my you know early to mid 30s I was like you know what like I'm going back to school and yeah. so I did and gave up that career and decided that I wanted to go into you know something more natural and chiropractic's great because it has multiple facets that you can align with as far as specialties so you know I really wanted to encompass that once I got in through chiropractic school and you know I, I decided I was like hey you know what I'm going to be a doula because I want to get more involved with women so I had decided, hey, I'm going to go be a doula and learn some things with that and go at more birth because I had been to so many when I was younger and, you know, even as a young adult, it happened to just be the person, hey, you're really good at making people feel good. Can you just come to my birth? I'm like, yeah. you know, like, why not? Um, so when I was in chiropractic school, I really embraced that and did that and it was great. And it just kind of opened my eyes a lot to trying to grasp that, that whole culture so, you know, and it just goes, it pairs nicely with chiropractic care in general. Um, so after I kind of got involved in that, I started doing the ICPA, which if people aren't familiar with what that is, it's the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. And it's pretty well known. So, you know, not all chiropractors that are part of the ICPA are members of the ICPA. They typically um, 
understand what it is, but it, it utilizes, you know, certification program. So if you can work with pediatrics and perinatal and or prenatal care and, um, and some preconception stuff too. So some fertility things, mm -hmm. and it just really encompasses everything really nicely. So I got involved in that as well in school and decided I was going to do kind of like postgraduate study in pediatrics and prenatal care and ended up taking a 250 to 300 hour course in additional pediatrics and prenatal care. And I'm actually in the midst of completing that certification right now. So I just have to do my exam and then I'll be certified completely. Um, and that was that was another thing that opened my eyes so much because I didn't realize like how much more the paradigm was shifting with kids and how sick they were becoming. Mm. So integrating chiropractic in with that, in addition to the doula stuff and prenatal care, you know, it just, it put it all in a nice package. And as soon as I graduated, it was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And so, you know, wanted a better spot as far as like where to develop families and, um, go somewhere that had a lot of family care and Nashville was on the map and didn't know a single person here and moved and here I am. So I, th I find it hard to believe you've only been here three years. It'll, it'll be four in July. So three and a half. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you've developed quite a name for yourself in that short amount of time. Well, I'm, I love what I do. I just try to, you know, tell everybody about that passion and share that passion with everybody else. Cause it's just something I love to do. And that's one great thing about you know, everyone here is building relationships with people. And I love, I love people. I'm one of those individuals that I'll go out and talk to anybody. Like I don't know a stranger. So I'm just, I'm just like, people. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, I love how you're pairing pediatrics and women's health though. I mean, I started my career in the NICU and in pediatrics and eventually kind of evolved into women's health. So I have right. separated them, but I think they really do go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially when I was treating pediatrics, the mom was sort of left out. So to be able to blend the two and work with the mom and the child is huge. Right. Mm -hmm. They both need the support. Yes, they do. And that's, and that's the thing too, even with chiropractic care, like my my most favorite, I mean, I love all of what I do, but my most favorite is postpartum care too, because women need a village. They need support, you know, and I feel like Nashville's really great for that because there's tons and tons of resources for that kind of care. Um, but I, I love it. Like I'm always concerned about my mama's, whether it's baby number one or baby number five or baby number 10, I'm, I'm very, coddling and nurturing and just like are you doing okay like because everybody always wants to know about baby I'm like well how's mom how's mom doing you know so that's kind of where I shift to so postpartum is there a time frame that you like to get these women in I tell women like come in as soon as you can um you know you still have this relaxing hormone going throughout your body for it can last up to a year so you know lots of things are shifting your body is making up for that space and in that empty space now. So lots of different shifting with the pelvis and the hips. And especially, you know, women go from having low back pain to having like upper body pain, like neck, thoracic pain. They're, you know, they're looking at that beautiful baby and looking down and admiring them and breastfeeding. So, you know, my whip, my mom has come in and they're like, I'm, I'm hurting like all over here. This is not, why is that happening? <laughs> right. Um, you know, I just tell mom is like, come in as soon as you can. Uh, just because it's really good to get after your care and still be, you know, preventative 
and not necessarily just wait until you have a problem because we want to prevent the problem. So, you know, they usually bring their babies in fairly quickly after they're, they're born. So once they come in, we'll check mom too. Awesome. Do you have like a philosophy that you follow as far as care? Um, you know, with chiropractic, there's a philosophy itself. And for me, you know, chiropractic can go many different facets. And there's two different types of things with chiropractic. One is like the very pathogenic model, like, okay, I'm only pain focused. That's all I do. That's all I look at. And that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with people who decide to go that route. Mm-hmm. Or salutogenic, which is more like preventative and not wanting somebody to get to a point where they're at a disease point or at a point they're pain or having pain anywhere. So I go more towards the salutogenic model where I'm trying to create a wellness-based practice and keeping people healthy and preventing sickness and illness. Um, so I kind of stick to that philosophy. And, you know, my job as a chiropractor is, you know, I, I, check the body for misalignment and I correct that misalignment and that misalignment can help you have better function biomechanically or it can have you better function systemically body-wise. So it goes either way. And truly, you know, I help people come in, you know, I'll use a, a patient example. You know, I had a mom come in one time and she had incontinence and this goes hand in hand with what you do too. Um, and of course I was like, okay, you have to see a pelvic floor therapist. Yay. <laughs> um, but she had had this, I mean, her kids were, had been born already for five years, okay? So she'd seen pelvic floor therapy, and it was helping with some of the concerns, but she was like, you know, I'm embarrassed because I'm wearing a Depends, and I'm like, really? Well, she came to me because she was having low back pain, and we started adjusting her, and it had been a couple weeks, or a couple months, I should say, into her care, and she's like, you know what? Like, I'm not really having incontinence anymore. It, is that is that something that chiropractic helps with? And, you know, we, and I never tell people that we treat a particular disease because that's not, that would be me being, trying to be, you know, in the medical or the allopathic model. And I don't treat anything. I just help the body function optimally. And that is my only goal. Um, so of course, you know, you're removing misalignment, the body can function optimally. The brain is communicating to those nerves and there you go. You know, you have, a functioning bladder, a functioning uterus, and that just, it helps heal a lot, a lot easier. So, you know, it's just kind of like, like philosophically, that's kind of what I'm aiming towards is just function and wellness predominantly. I think that's great. I mean, you hit so many big things there, just the prevention side of it. I don't think people Mm -hmm. seek that as much. They wait till there's a problem and then they seek help. Right. So I think that's great. And just, you know, marketing that as much as possible, how much a chiropractor can help prevent problems. Why wait and then have to spend eight times as much money and many, many months trying to get better. Well, yeah, you don't want to wait till you have to dig yourself out of the hole. Like you want to prevent yourself from going, it's like dentistry. Like, yeah, you know, do we go to the dentist when we need to get a tooth filled because we have a cavity or would you prevent, want to prevent your cavities from occurring in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, got to be proactive in our health. And I just think we're so used to functioning at such a high pace all the time and not taking ourselves into account. And women, when they have children, they never think of themselves first. Yeah. We need to, like, we need to set better examples with that. I agree. And that's a great example, the dentist. Nobody wants to go to the dentist. No, you don't. Go to a chiropractor. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's like, you know, like, at least, I mean, there's people that get scared to come and see me too. They'll, they'll be nervous. They'll sit there like, so 
I'm kind of nervous. I was like, of course, because when you go to a doctor, you're going to be nervous whether they're a dentist or a chiropractor or your medical doctor or your nurse practitioner. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what do they, what can people expect when they come see you? Oh, I'm located in Franklin. Um, we have two offices to accommodate. I am in Franklin um, throughout the week and I do go to um, a very Hill location on Saturdays and I do two Saturdays a month to accommodate a lot of my Mount Juliet people because I was at a practice before I saw that a big population out there so I just could be more accommodating. Plus, let's be honest, sometimes weekends are just better for families. So, um, but as far as what to expect when you come and see me, you know, I don't have a front office staff at the moment to greet people. So I typically are the first person to greet someone when they come in the door. And, you know, I do work with other providers in the office. Like we're all very different with our scheduling. Like I'm in the same building as, you know, Dr. Motley, which I'm sure people have heard of him before. Um, and Dr. Crystal Rodenbeck, she's also in our practice as well. Um, and she's not with Three Hill. They're just separate identities that share the same building. But, you know, we had their staff up there, they'll greet people, like, oh, are you here to see, you know, Dr. Nicole Bart? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, okay. So, um, and then I'll bring you back. I usually spend about an hour with my new patient visits. I'm very, um, very thorough with my consults. I like to know, you know, basically not just why you're coming in, but like, okay, what other things are going on? Like mind and body as well. So I, I try to, it's like a triad, like mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. is where um, I always like to focus on because it's important like somebody could come in and say, oh yeah you know what I'm, I'm having pain I'm pregnant but I'm like okay how are you eating you know how is your home life what how many you know kids do you have at home do you have support do you have help are you doing all these other things to help stabilize your pelvis and that's where I would talk about someone like you you know like there or hey do you need more functional medicine approach okay I'm, I'm sending you out to other practitioners in the area or, you know, hey, do you need a different pediatrician? So there's just multiple facets that I like to make sure that we're discussing before mm -hmm. I actually, you know, uh, figure out what the patient needs. Because, you know, I can't, I'm not going to be that person that thinks I can fix everything. So I always like to tell people, like, you know, my thought process is this. You have a toolbox. Chiropractic is in that toolbox. You have multiple different things that you use in that toolbox to kind of build this empire per se so i say that's the one thing that i can be that puzzle piece you know i'm going to link you to wherever else you need to so that's what i like to make sure i get a very thorough history and go through everything whether it's prenatal care or preconception or even if men like i see men too or grandmas i have a, a family that comes in their four generations so right. our kids come in you know are we thinking there's other stuff going on um so i like to be very thorough with different things like i'm checking lots of things and that comes into play with my previous training as well so i think that's great you've actually touched on my next question because i was just saying you know your patients adore you like you have such a reputation in the area and i think it's because you do this with your clients you actually dig in and you find out more than just like oh you have some back pain like you really get a family history you see if you can refer them to someone else that can help them i was reading a review <laughs> earlier and it says nicole is the best ever <laughs> and i was dying i was like that's just perfect like that person did not feel the need to say anything else that just sums it up you are the best ever <laughs> <laughs> but you do, you foster this real connection with your clients. And I mean, is there something that was like a turning point for you to get you to that space? Or is that just innate in who you are? 
Well, I mean, some of it is, is very innate. And then, you know, I think it's like fine tuning. So, you know, I've been to multiple practitioners in my time and, you know, I always knew what I was looking for. Like I wanted somebody because I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest here. Like I'm a, I'm an anxious person. And I think by nature, most women are, and not that I'm trying to pigeonhole myself and say, oh, okay, I only see women because I don't, but uh-huh. kids are anxious as well. They don't understand things unless they explain to them. So that I speak for kids too. And even men, like, I know they like to be tough. But hey, let's be honest. They don't go to the doctor because they're anxious about going to the doctor. Um, so I think me somebody sitting down with me one day and just like, didn't have a paper in hand, looked me in the face and was like, you know what, like, why are you like, what's going on with you? Like, I know you're here for pain. I know because you're uncomfortable, but why are you here? And I like broke down because it was more emotionally tied as well than just physically. And a lot of times emotions can affect your body and how it feels, which is, you know, I'll make recommendations for emotional work as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that really kind of made me feel like, hey, if, if I love that, I, ha- I can't be the only person that thinks that way. And so I tried, to, I tried to incorporate that in my own practices by taking more time and being more thorough with my patients. And that's the one thing they always tell me they love the most is that, hey, you know, you spend time with me, you talk to me, you make me feel like I'm heard. And that was it. That was it. That was all I needed to hear. I feel heard. Because yes, how yes. many people say, I don't feel heard? from whether it's your practitioner or whoever else. I mean, I may learn something about them that may help them that there are somebody else isn't hearing them. You know what I mean? So that was a big turning point for me. So I wanted to utilize that more in my own practices. So. I feel the same. And this keeps coming up. I think with the best practitioners, it could be the first time this person told their true hundred percent story. You exactly. Know? And, and they so just want someone to listen. Yeah. yeah. And even if you have the best manual skills on earth, Sometimes it means more to a patient for someone to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so earlier we were just talking about how um, PT and chiropractic can work well together. I actually get this question a lot from my clients. I don't know if you do too, but you know they'll say, "Oh, I see a chiropractor. Are you okay with that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always um, laugh. <laughs> I'm like, "Of course, yeah. I'm okay with it." <laughs> I know I'm getting the same. It's like, they're afraid to tell me. I'm like, no, like, that's a good, I want you to see a a PT. Like, that's awesome. Like I refer to PTs a lot, you know, whether it's for pelvic floor therapy, like yourself and other practitioners in the area. And then, you know, just for traditional like arm stuff. Like I had a PT call me one day and she's like, oh, well, this is kind of surprising that you're referring a patient. And I was like, wait, what? No. So I think we're this, the issues, not I want to say issues, I think where the disconnect comes from is that chiropractors try to do the same things that PTs do and some PTs, like they're, they don't understand what one another does. And so one tries to compete with the other instead of communicating. Yeah. And I know as a chiropractor, like there are multiple chiropractors that do you know, exercises in PT work. And, and that's fine. Like that's what they do. Yeah. But I think that the miss, or I think that the miscommunication, I think creates more of a bigger shift for them or like separation because, you know, chiropractors are assuming that PTs are going to steal their patient or PTs are assuming the same, or they think they're doing the same thing. And it's really not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that I don't know the exercises, you know, I don't know the biomechanical structure in the same. I mean, yeah, we all get taught the same exact things, but 
you know particular exercises, you know what you're looking for because you're the expert in that particular thing. So why am I going to pretend that I know what I'm talking about and tell my patient like, oh yeah, this is what you should do when I don't know that. I could give them a few tips like, yeah, don't cross your legs when you're pregnant because you're going to unlevel your hips or hey, when you're laying down on the table, like make sure you roll to your head. You probably give that same advice, I'm sure, but you are way more tailored at that. You went to school for that. You learned all of that. So I don't ever try to pretend like I know all of those things and I refer out because one that builds a better relationship with your community and you just build a better patient relationship as well because somebody is going to someone that is an expert in that field and then we're collaborating. And that is my biggest thing is collaboration with any provider. And that's, that's just kind of my focus. My dream, my goal is collaboration in, in general with multiple different practitioners because we can all be experts in one thing. If you have 25 different things in your box and you're trying to do all those things, I feel like sometimes you, you lose focus on what is really your drive. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I agree. Like we can't do it all. We have to be able to do a niche thing and then refer yep. out. And yep. there's a lot of overlap in the two disciplines. And there's of overlap course. with massage therapists and personal trainers and anybody who is in healthcare and who is good at what they do can focus on different areas. So, right. um, but I love the collaboration piece. And I think patients need to see this from us too. They need to see that we support their other providers, you yeah. know, um, I mean, most of my clients who have a chiropractor, they love their chiropractor. Mm -hmm. So the last thing I want to do is go in and say, no, don't go see them. Just mm -hmm. like they always use CrossFit as an example. My clients that come to me with CrossFit, that's their biggest fear is that I'm going to tell them to stop going to CrossFit. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't. I will not tell you to go, you know, stop just the same way as your chiropractor. I'm not going to tell you to stop doing chiropractor, especially if they're helping you feel better. Why right. would I want you not to feel better, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is just an old way of thinking, but I'm like trying to bust down that wall because I do think you're right. We can collaborate and actually make our patients even better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're going to have ideas that are so great and to get the patient better instead of me like, well, let me pretend like I know all the answers and then I, I don't have all the answers. And then, you know, that patient potentially may not get the care that they need because I'm not trying to reach out to someone who's an expert in that particular, you know, care or field or anything like that. And I love PTs. I think you guys do wonderful work and I've always had good relationships with PTs. Yeah. You know, and as a chiropractor, have I had the pushback of, you know, don't go see your, maybe a couple of times, but it really, I feel like it doesn't happen as often anymore. I think it's changing. It is. I think it's shifting and I'm glad it's shifting because I think we should work together. So I agree too. I wanted to touch on it because it still comes up and not as much from my um, like uh, other PTs. I hear it more from my patients now because I think mm -hmm. they've heard it in the past, but right. there's good providers and bad providers in every discipline and correct. You know, recognizing that um, I wanted to touch a little bit on pediatrics. Tell me what you do with children. So um, with kids, of course we do adjustments. Um, but I do look at other, you know, things as well. So when kids come in and they get adjusted, you know, I see them for different ailments, uh, mostly preventative care, or they'll come in with some concerns or parents have concerns like, hey, you know, so-and-so fell really hard and, you know, I'm concerned that there might be something going on. So, you know, we'll check and make sure their body's aligned well. And then, you know, I'll have people come in with ear infections or other particular ailments as well. And and we'll get them adjusted and that usually helps. But I also do um, not, 
occupational therapy because that's a totally separate thing. But I do check for different retained reflexes. And what are those? So when a child is born, they have different reflexes that are retained sometimes due to either few things. It could be a chemical interrupter. It could be something trauma related, like a big fall or something like that, or it could be an emotional trigger. So those kinds of things can create some retention with primitive reflexes, which are reflexes that we have that we grow out of, like a baby turns over or a baby has like a rooting reflex. If we've all heard these terms before, and when those are retained, they can create some sensitivities such as like you know, they more sensitive to different foods or textures, or they don't like to put their shoes on or their tippy toe walking, or, you know, they scare really easily or they're bedwetting. Like those are all indicative signs of like, Hey, okay, we may have a little bit of some retention there. So I do check those initially and in most exams, especially with older children with babies, I'm making sure I'm following through each developmental milestone and make sure they're reaching them at a certain time. But and if there's something that I'm not seeing, I'm like, okay, you know, go see whatever, whoever their pediatrician or their provider is, or, you know, if we're not seeing any things that are doing well, then I'll usually refer out to OT. Um, so I just kind of, I'll be, since I'm a portal of entry for a lot of these kids, if I see something that's not within my scope or I don't know enough knowledge about, I'll refer out, communicate that, okay, hey, these are the things I saw. These are what we've already tried. This is what they need to do. So kind of the same kind of principle so so do you recommend moms bring their babies in just for like a well baby visit just to check and make sure I do I, I always tell my mom is like it's really good to bring baby in as soon as baby's born because your birth no matter how wonderful beautiful the process is whether you have a hospital birth or a c-section or a home birth it does or you know I've heard mom is given birth in their car by accident you know um, it's always a good idea to have your baby checked because the process of birth is very traumatic. It can still create a lot of force into the neck, into the spine. So we're just checking those little bones. And I even tell parents sometimes, like even if they bring babies in, there may not be a misalignment. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're adjusting. We need to know when to adjust and when not to. So if they come in and we don't see a whole lot going on, then, you know, like, okay, baby was checked. This is what I noticed with their nervous system. Okay, they're good to go. Because I always think like if you start clothing off right, you know, healthy kids become healthy adults. Mm, I love that. Um, yes. So, you know, it's just great to start life off the right way because babies are typically, you know, seen early on for breastfeeding concerns or they're not latching correctly or, you know, they're having some colic, some digestive concerns or they're arching a lot. Like those are all signs of something going on, either misalignment or they're having some other things going on that may be creating some of that tension in the body. So those are things that I check for. And if they have like cranial abnormalities, you know, then I'm referring out for that too. So there's just multiple different like, oh, okay, they have a tongue tie. Well, I don't identify tongue ties. I've just kind of put that out there again. That's another reason I would refer out to another practitioner who is an expert in that field and can identify those things. Those are all typically different things that I would see babies for as far as like they come in and I hear about those things. Um, and I either refer out or will just adjust them if they need. And I think that gives mom peace of mind too, when you say, Hey, I didn't see anything. And then especially new moms, they may not know if their baby is normal or not normal, you know, like just mm -hmm. hearing someone, another provider say, baby looks good. Yep. I think and they're like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, it's just a check. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Moms need to hear that occasionally too. Yes. And even when they've come in before, like even the kids when they're grown up and I always am very thorough in communicating, okay, this is where they're misaligned. This is what could be causing the misalignment. 
you know, what, how stress been, how's everything else been? How's their diet? Did they go out of town recently? Have they had a lot more sugar? You know, those are all things that can create your body to shift. So, and it's, I always see it the biggest around holidays. So as we all know why, (laughs) um, but I will identify those things. And sometimes like I'll have kids come in and they don't need to have their everything adjusted. They just need to have a pelvis or they're, you know, they're a little spot in their neck. And, you know, just to kind of soften everything here. I know a lot of people think, oh, you adjust babies, you adjust kids. Is that aggressive? Um, it's not, um, not like adults where you hear all the popping and cracking and all of that. It's more than just that. Um, it's, you know, we provide, I do use an activator if necessary, just to kind of help it tickles. It's just like a little tool that's very specific and kids love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no, and as far as babies, as much as you would check the ripeness of a peach, like we're using, I'm using my fingers, my fingers. It's really gentle process. If anything, babies usually sleep through the whole thing and, you know, kids usually giggle through the whole thing. It's a great process. Yeah. And so they're more comfortable with the popping sound that people uh, talk about. Um, but I, I, like I said, I tailor care to the person. I don't, dictate what I think you should have. We kind of tailor it to whatever meets your expectations and what's ever going to make you most comfortable. And that doesn't matter if it's a kid or baby, adult or, you know, someone in their nineties, it's just like tailored. To the person, so. Yeah. We got to individualize it. Yes. So do people, uh, babies, maybe do they experience results quickly? Fairly quickly. Uh, it depends on the circumstances. Um, you know, I can get a mom that will adjust baby. I'll have her breastfeed pretty immediate afterwards. And she's like, oh, you know, so-and-so's latching really well and they're being able to turn their head from left to right. Or, you know, I'll, I'll message later. Like, I think the biggest thing I always hear is, oh my goodness, my kids slept like two hours longer than they were, like they did the night before. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, chiropractic and helps you, helps you sleep because it's activating your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest. So of course you're going to be like, I'm all right, I'm passing out. I'm ha- taking a nap. So <laughs> I know I get that way when I get adjusted. So. Well, all kids need to come and see. Yeah, I know. And, and most people will tell me that I'll get, I get more pictures of kids falling, like passed out in the car sleeping <laughs> than anything. I think anything else really, because they're just so comfortable and, you know, they're like, can I just drop them off at you at nighttime? Oh. Um, just since they're having some sleep <laughs> you could open a center like a sleep <laughs> like night hours like 1 a.m to 6 a.m I don't yeah, even know right. if it exists but I'm sure like nighttime <laughs> chiropractic there's your million dollar idea right, right? exactly <laughs> I'll work on that one <laughs> okay awesome so I ask everyone this question how do you feel like the vibe of you know I have the Nashville Women's Health podcast but just health in general for Nashville. How do you think the vibe is in Nashville for health? I think it's great. Um, you know, I came from Florida and even though Florida was fairly healthy, you know, even when I've had people visit from Florida or Chicago and they've come here, they're like, wow, like Nashville has so much more to offer. And I, I really believe that because there's so many very educated, skilled people as far as providers that allow for so much more availability for patients and people in general that it's just, it's such a great shift, such a great paradigm. It's such a family oriented city and I love it. I think the vibe is just very encompassing to families, um, empowering really. Like I kind of get that vibe from Nashville. It's just, I could find anybody and talk to them about something and I'm like, wow, like 
they're really educated in what they do and they make me feel comfortable about it too. And, you know, having resources for patients, it's just, it's wonderful. So. I think that's what I'm realizing since I've started doing the podcast, you know, I originally started it because I just felt like Nashville was so diverse. It was hard getting the word out. It was hard for me to even assimilate who was here when I needed to refer Mm -hmm. out. But now that I've started talking to more providers, I'm, I'm kind of like you, I'm blown away. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's wonderful. And there's a, there's a lot of people in a lot of different places and it's such a great, such a great community really. Is there anything we can do better? Hmm. Well, that's a tricky question. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, other than collaboration, I just think communication would be a good thing. Like we should have more, actually, this would be a good one. I think we need to have like a providers gathering, you know, with different practitioners. And, you know, I know they have some health collaborate uh, collaboratives that they do once a month, which I think is the national integrative health does something every month Mm -hmm. um, with Emily Janey. And they kind of get together a bunch of practitioners and people speak. But I think even as practitioners, we should have some form of a collaboration where all of us get together and communicate and come up with ideas and how we can help achieve different things with our own patients, but also open those invites to creating more of a space for families too. Mm-hmm. And having them come like an like a Q&A kind of thing with a panel of, of providers in the area. I know they do that with national birth. Um, I think they have a national birth place services that does like a collaboration like that where they have a panel of providers in the birth community but I think even in just in health community having a panel where people can ask questions. I think that's a great idea mm-hmm. we need to find a space yes that'd be great <laughs> make this happen no I think mm-hmm. that's great I think getting people together because that always stimulates more creativity too right. and yep. having I mean, that's what guides me when clients or people in the public ask me questions. I'm like, oh, I got to dig that out. I've got to learn that. So I think having a panel where people could ask questions, it would even, it would make us better as providers Mm -hmm. too. True. Mm -hmm. That is great. Okay. Um, So you've already kind of told us where you're located. How do people get in touch with you? What's the easiest way to schedule or to reach out if people have questions? So if people have questions or they want to get in touch with me or make an appointment, I am, um, you can either reach out to me on Facebook. I do have a, it's under Dr. Nicole Barton, DC or Instagram. Um, Instagram handles Dr. Barton 32. I think if I remember still right, (laughs) I haven't changed it yet. Um, Or you can call our office too at uh, 615-208-5030. And that's our office. And I'm with Berry Hill Chiropractic. Um, so that's where the best reach me. I, I can locate it in Franklin throughout the week. And then I'm in, um, Nashville, like I said, two Saturdays a month. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes. Okay. So parting words of wisdom, what do you want the Nashville people to know? Well, don't settle. Um, you know, I think that we sometimes in general with providers, you know, we want a certain certain thing to happen for our own health. And if you feel like you're being unheard or you feel like you're not empowered by your provider, please don't feel like you have to be with that provider, like seek out, find somebody makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel like you're being heard, you're being seen. Because I think that we forget that providers don't hire us, we hire them. Yes. So, you know, just making sure that you have your village, you have your team of people that listen to you and that are there for you and helping you get through your health journey. Cause the only way you can heal, whether mentally, emotionally, or physically is if you have the right team and the team that makes you feel the most comfortable. Yeah. 
I think, again, that's an old way of thinking. You know, you go mm -hmm. to this provider and you have to just accept what they say. We yeah. don't have to do that. No, we need to, we need to be our own advocate. I agree. I love that. Uh, anything else you want to share? Um, no, not at this time, but okay, okay. I think that'll be it for today. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, just uh, please reach out to Nicole. She's a wonderful resource. And um, thanks for listening again. Everybody have a great week.